0: Welcome to the Next Generation, people. This is What the Funcast, episode 97, recorded and released today, November 19th. I almost said October. I'm like, wait a second. It's November already. Time flies when uh, COVID's a thing. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is Ahmed, who is... What are you, signing a Stadia box? <laughs> no, I was ripping the tape so I can open it.
1: Oh. So, <laughs> well, yeah, joining you is Ahmed. Um, yeah, you might remember in the last episode that I uh, got a Stadia for free from Google, and I have yet to open it. So I decided let me just open it on the street, on the podcast, um, to see what it's like. Because I don't think I'm ever going to touch this besides this moment. What a waste. controller feels nice, I think. It actually does, like, genuinely feel pretty nice. Like, it fits really well in your hand.
0: Like, it, I don't know, it hugs your...
1: The way it sits in your palm is nice.
0: You know Why? Because it's a direct copy of the Switch Pro controller, which is a direct copy of any no, other basic. it's pro- not.
1: The Luna <sighs> yes, is a direct is. copy.
0: Okay, hold it up. Hold them up next to each other. Okay,
1: they look the same from the front, but okay. when you're holding them, the handles feel different. The handles on the on the Switch Pro are shorter and and stubbier, and this one is like I don't know. It's like fatter. I don't know. It like it feels nicer. Not that it matters, so I'm never going to play this thing, but... I don't even I mean, know why you opened it. I should... What am I also going to do with it? It was free. I mean, I should... I, I have Stadia Pro technically for, like, I don't know, probably like 20 more days. So I should, like, try it. But I don't know. I guess I'll make use of the Chromecast Ultra that came with it. Um, but
0: I mean, yeah, if nothing else, make use of the Chromecast Ultra. But, yeah,
1: plug it into my bedroom TV for all the things that I... I don't know. I already literally already have a remote for the TV, and it has Netflix installed so i don't know maybe so i can watch a uh, shutter movies in my bed because it's still halloween until december 1st in my book
0: mm. okay i think you said <laughs> november 30th but okay whatever you know what i meant all right listen enough of the bullshit talking about stadia <laughs> on an action-packed episode it has been so last time we talked the xbox series x came out and now here we are PlayStation 5 is in our hands. We recorded a little bit late. We delayed Tuesday and then Wednesday. I don't know. It's been a wild week. So, whatever. Here we are. Dramatic, but we're here. <laughs> we have a whole bunch of news. We have uh, some impressions on Next Gen. So, let's jump right into it. Why don't you start uh, with kind of what you've been playing? I, I know you've got some like random stuff in here too. But, yes. Why don't you go through kind of your. I guess what you've been playing, and then your impressions of the PS5, because you have a PS5 in your possession. I do have a PS5 in my possession. I
1: mean, I thought we could save that until the end of the episode, where we talk about the. Whole are we doing PS5 the end launch, of the episode? PS5 launch and Xbox launch in general.
0: Mm, okay, so I, don't I know. guess we'll up just. You. Uh, no, that's fine. We can we can force people through to the very end. Um, people are all <laughs> going to be hanging folks. up now. You're be all right. Out of so w- next episode. <laughs> so yeah, I know really. So uh, anyway, we'll okay, fine. We'll skip right over this. Happy birthday, 14th birthday. To Nintendo Wii. Yes. Good catch, man. I didn't even realize that. I didn't realize either. What a great until, little system.
1: So it's funny. The way I found out about this was because Nintendo was trending because, once again, Nintendo hates the competitive Smash community and shut down a tournament that was going to happen for Melee because... So obviously, Melee is not an online game, but there are mods that have been built and funded by the community. Like, they've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to build this mod where it literally allows melee to be played online, like you, it has like a matchmaking system, um, and they were going to hold this tournament online, but uh, according to Nintendo, you know that wasn't kosher because it like, I don't know, it's piracy of the game or something because it requires like a illegal copy of the game, like a ROM, I'm assuming. So, you know, long story short, Nintendo shut it down, and people are pissed because Nintendo refuses to support the Smash community and like upgrade this game that people still love. Like, I mean i don't know to me i don't understand the hype with melee but i also understand why it like i don't, personally i don't understand the hype with melee but whatever so that's how i found out because nintendo is trending and i scrolled down and someone was like happy birthday to the wii and i was like wait what and then i found in my picture photos albums whatever history like on this day a million years ago is me holding a ticket of my nintendo wii that was waiting in line at
0: target to pick up on launch day interesting yeah. Very cool. I have to look back at my memories on Facebook. Maybe I documented it on Facebook, but probably not. But I, if Nintendo re-released Smash Brothers Ultimate in any capacity, even if it was just a straight port like Super Smash, uh, you mean Mario Melee? Sunshine? Did I say? You said Ultimate. Oh yeah, I meant Melee. Yeah, sorry, Melee. Yes. Even if they released it, people are gonna be like, were well, the people that care so much about Melee are the people that are like, oh my God, there's a microsecond extra bit of lag between my controller and the screen in this remaster throw it in the garbage <laughs> we need to play the original it's true so nintendo's they, not gonna win any way yeah. you look at it like
1: it's melee has such a cult following to this day and they're like oh it's piracy of our games like show me where you can even buy melee legitimately like what piracy are you talking about like piracy is when there's GameStop. something .com. can you actually buy a new copy of melee not new, but used. So, and if it's used, then what's even the point? Like, Nintendo's not seeing money from that anymore. That is purely retail. Like, I agree with you. It's very silly for them to waste time going after this. Just hurting a community that, like, loves this game so much. Like, what is the harm? There is literally no harm. The game was released I in lied.
0: 2001. I lied. You cannot get Super Smash Bros. Melee on GameStop.com because it's sold
1: out. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, it's Like, if they're going to complain about piracy, at least make it accessible anyways that's my rant about nintendo but happy birthday to the wii regardless
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I i agree with you you are you are in fact right so we'll give it to you and you could play super smash brothers melee on your wii so could could do that unless as long that as was you have the, the old most wild one. thing that was the right. that feature. Was, it's like you want gamecube <laughs> here it is i'm like whoa <laughs> like, whoa that's crazy oh um, but yeah Good all right, well, let's jump into all this nonsense so we can get to the the meat and potatoes of the episode here. Yes. Um, oh, I see what you're talking about now. There's a whole launch piece down here. Yeah. I made all the notes today. Uh, so it's uh, – okay, I see. I see with my special eyes. Okay. <laughs> all right, well, let's jump into the hot toddies of uh Wait, we even talk winter. about what we did. Hold on. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're going to talk-, talk about that later. Later? No, well, Okay. No, 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 we are talking about later. You, right, you already right. tried to set the rules. I'm No, I was him.
1: saying we won't talk about specifically impressions, but we could talk about what we did generally. Ahmed,
0: I said what I said. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. Talk back again, and we're going home right now. <laughs> your mom's going to call right. your mom. All right, cool. Now, I, she will. I'll call your mom. <gasps> like, Ahmed's being a bad boy. All no. right. <laughs> Thomas and Gerald are getting a motion picture. Uh, this one comes from IGN, who posted the official Tom and Jerry trailer. And, uh... Did I you watch it? It looks okay. Yeah, it looks okay. It looks... That dude from Ant-Man Can I catch a break. He's always in these bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man was a good movie, but yeah. I mean, Ant-Man was a good movie, yes. But he was in a number of movies. He's,
1: yeah. It's, I don't know. It looks interesting. Chloe Grace Moretz is in it. Basically, the story is like, Tom and Jerry decide to move to New York City's finest hotel or whatever, and then Jerry's, you know, living it up, and they're like, the hotel's like, we have a mouse problem. So Tom comes... As, like, the apex predator of mice. And, obviously, ridiculousness ensues. Um, it looks interesting, because I like the animation style. Like, it's not 3D. It's, like, almost yes. like 2D cartoon on top of the real world. Um, so, it's unique in that way, I guess. Well, not, I don't know. I guess Space Jam did it first, but... <laughs> it's fine it looks good
0: well what i'm happy about is they didn't give tom and jerry like these obnoxious like english-speaking voices yes like they did for scooby-doo where like all of a sudden scooby's speaking like perfect english i'm like oh, okay hello yeah no so. it's
1: it's it's good it, it, very, it seems to be in line with the classic like cartoon hijinks um we'll just see how that plays out you know, against like a real world backdrop
0: uh, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I don't, I don't know. It's I, There's all these movies that like came out that I'm like, oh, these would be fun to watch, like The Grinch, the animated one, like the, the, the new one that they did. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun to watch, and I never watched them. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know I don't if I'm going to be able
1: to see this one. Or not be trolls. able to, if I'm going to see this one, is what I meant to say.
0: Trolls is still one that irks me. I don't know how Trolls became so famous, but here I we are. do not know.
1: Also, since we're talking about movies that are coming out, actually, I totally forgot to put this in the notes, but um, Wonder Woman... Yeah, 1984 is coming to HBO Max on Christmas, December twenty fifth. So we got a double whammy, double feature, Christmas Day with Pixar's Soul
0: and Wonder Woman, uh, 1984. So very exciting stuff. Very very exciting. So what I didn't realize is it's also coming to theaters on Christmas Day, which I think is a silly move. I mean, I don't know why they would even do that. I mean, I guess it's, it's like basically why not? The theaters right? in Florida and Texas, <laughs> like that's really right. where it's
1: opening. Right. There's no theater anywhere else for it to
0: open. I think it's a a good move to bring it to HBO Max, and it will be great to see that and Soul back to back. That'll be cool. Yes,
1: It'd be a nice little double feature. Pop some popcorn. Get cozy in your jammies. Maybe it'll be a snow day. Who knows? Probably won't. It's what, like what
0: is that? What is that stuff they use to pop? Jiffy
1: Pop. Jiffy Pop. Yeah, it was. It's like not great. It's just the experience of it is fun. But it's not like good popcorn. I don't know. No, it's terrible popcorn. You're yeah. right. But the experience of like watching the little foil thing like rise. I don't know. It's cool. Have you ever done Jazzy
0: Yes, I think with you. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. I it's wish everybody could see you. You're like you sat there like all nonchalant. and like, oh, it's cool. It is.
1: Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Black Panther Two will not use a, C- a CGI Chadwick Boseman, which is exciting. Um, or I don't know, it's exciting necessarily. But I thought
0: this was confirmed some time ago. I don't know if it was officially. Well, it looks maybe. like a new article, so maybe
1: yeah. yeah. Um, so this one comes directly, or this one comes from Deadline. But um, to quote Black Panther executive producer Victoria Alonso, says the sequel to the blockbuster action film will not use a digital digital double of the late Chadwick Boseman, who played the title role in the first film. MCU producer strongly denied the rumored uh, rumored digital appearance in an interview with the Argentine newspaper Clarin um, or Clarine. I don't know how to pronounce that. No, there's only one Chadwick, and he's no longer with us. Sadly, our king has died in real life, not only in fiction. We're taking time to see how we continue the story and how to honor this chapter of what has unexpectedly happened to us. So painful and terrible, to be honest, Alonzo said. Uh, Chadwick wasn't only a wonderful human being. Every day of the five years we spent together, but also I believe what he did as a character elevated us as a company and has left a moment in history. She's
0: right. She is right. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is the better move to make. So we talked a little bit about this when... We heard the news that Chadwick Bozeman had passed away, where, you know, who do you bump up to the top and, you know, do you make Shuri the the Queen of Wakanda or, you know, what is that what does that timeline look like? And I think it's good that they're starting to look into it and see what they can do and have ruled out uh, using a Chadwick Bozeman that is uh, some sort of CGI form. Which the same thing happened with Princess Leia when um, when Carrie Fisher died, right, where they wow. ruled that out immediately, and they're like, "We're not doing a, a CGI uh, Carrie Fisher." It's just weird. Did they sure not they do, do a CGI it, but...
1: Carrie Fisher though?
0: Didn't no. they? No. Am I hallucinating? No. Oh, they just used... You're thinking of you're thinking of the end of Rogue One, where there was like that little segment with Carrie Fisher. No, I'm thinking of the Last Jedi. That one no. scene.
1: Where she's no, like blown that, out to space. That wasn't. C- I mean, it was CGI, but like, was she alive for that scene? I guess.
0: Yeah. No. She. She had finished filming the Last Jedi. I'm pretty sure. Interesting. And, they and then used, they used, reused, reused
1: footage in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah.
0: Which is funny because if you go back and watch uh, the Force Awakens, you'll notice the exact scenes in the Force Awakens that they had cut with Carrie Fisher in it that they ended up using in the Rise of Skywalker. Or Rise of the Skywalker. What is it called? Rise of the Skywalker? Rise
1: of the Skywalker, I think. Yeah. R-O-T-S. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess anyway, it didn't make the movie any better, but... It, it, it honestly, I thought those scenes were kind of awkward, because they obviously weren't scripted for that specific moment. Yes. So I was like, uh, this is a weird. It was It
0: was kind of like, you know, someone's in the frame, and they're like, hey, Ahmed, what's going on? And it's like, well, what are you doing over there? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, like, like what? Well, hello. What's going on? Like, okay. Hello, voice from the side. um but yeah so i don't know
1: we'll we'll see what happens with black panther 2 i have no doubt that they'll figure something out um to make it you know as good a story as the first Um,
0: i'm sure they will and in more depressing news wandavision (laughs) was pushed to 2021 i feel like i didn't know this or maybe i did wasn't it set to come out this holiday it was set to come out
1: sometime in december they'd never solidified a date Mm, Um, so it's it's just been pushed
0: back a month Fair enough. So this one comes from Hollywood Reporter, who reports that Disney Plus has set a release date for WandaVision, its first streaming series from Marvel Studios. The show, which stars Avengers actors Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, will premiere on January 15, 2021. Though WandaVision never had an official release date, the company previously had said the series would bow in December. Uh, but COVID-19 has upended release schedules throughout Hollywood. The WandaVision announcement comes on the first anniversary of Disney Plus, which shifted several high-profile series out of 2020 after COVID-19 delays. In addition to WandaVision, the streaming service had expected to have Marvel's uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for 2020, which, with it previously stated, for uh, slated for August. Excuse me. WandaVision's move to 2021 officially makes 2020 the first year without a Marvel Studios release since 2009, as big screen features Black Widow and Eternals also exited the 2020 calendar amid COVID-19 theater closures. I I don't know, this sucks. But, I mean, I'm not as worried about WandaVision, but I'm still pissed off about Black Widow and Eternals because we haven't had a get hype Marvel movie in so long. Yeah, the last one was Far From Home, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, that was July,
1: July of last year. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, we have the Spider-Man games told us over, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We had... I meant you're not allowed to talk about that until the end of the show. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. Who? Spider-Where? Perfect. Kilometer Morales? <laughs>
0: Spider-whom? <laughs> Kilometer Morales?
1: <laughs> All right. Um, last but not least, uh, just kind of going to segue us into the video game section. Um, Halo's TV series, which I had no idea was in production, but according to Paul, it was old news. Um, TV series will officially have Cortana's original voice actress. Uh, so this one comes from it's IGN. actually
0: Cortana. Sorry, you're
1: right. It is Cortana. You're right. I had briefly enabled the voice activation on Windows 10 to be like, Cortana, what's next on my calendar? But then, like, she doesn't sync up my work calendar in addition to my personal calendar, so she's like, there's nothing today. I'm like, that's not true, so I turned it off. Anyways, <laughs> um, IGN can exclusively reveal that Showtime's Halo TV series uh, has recast its Cortana actress bringing in Jen Taylor for the role. You'll know Taylor from her role as Cortana in the uh, mainline Halo Games. Uh Cortana, the AI that assists and uh occasionally turns on Master Chief throughout the game series, was originally due to be played on TV by Natasha Mc- McElhoney Mick McElhone? I don't know how to pronounce her last McElhone? name. McElhone? Maybe. McElhone. Um she was McEl-one. cast in a dual role, also playing Cortana's creator, Dr. Catherine Halsey, due to scheduling difficulties uh caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Mikel Hone can no longer complete her work as cortana, but will continue in the role uh, of Halsey. Interesting stuff. Great.
0: Let's see let's see what's gonna happen with uh, with Halo. I have like I don't know, just we talked a little bit about it last time, but it's just the whole it's very unfortunate. Halo used to be like master class video game and now it's just like a laughing stock of the video game world. So hopefully the TV series is decent and not hot garbage. I'm sure
1: the TV series will be just fine. It's mainly the, the hot garbage part is Halo Infinite's tumultuous
0: journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It is what it is. So, all right, let's move into the hotter toddies of the week in the <laughs> video game space. Yes. Uh, this one's kind of sad. I saw this, and I don't know. It comes from The Verge. Uh, the Void is um, going to be laid to rest. So... Protocol reports that The Void is now as close to death's door as a brand ever truly becomes. After defaulting on a loan, Disney has abandoned its partner. The company's assets have been reassigned to a creditor, and that creditor says he's planning to sell them off. While new owner Jim Bennett tells the publication that resuming operations might also be an option. The name of his holding company suggests different. As Protocol points out, quote, after getting a loan from VR Boom LLC last year, the Void's assets are now being held by a new holding company, aptly named VR Exit LLC. Anyways, that's <laughs> awkward. Mess. That's terrible. Uh, in June, Disney abandoned the, the completely the company completely shut down its downtown Disney locations and withdrew the rights to use intellectual property. With the pandemic still raging, it's hard to imagine uh the spurned company recovering. So, yeah, this is wild for us because we went, when was it, last D twenty three? Yeah, D 2019. Yeah, that's right? right. And then we went to um holy crap, that was last year. It doesn't Anyways.
1: it feels like it was longer
0: like away. It doesn't feel like it was just yeah. last year. It feels like yeah, it feels like it was like ten years ago. Yeah. Um we went to downtown Disney and we paid what it was like forty bucks a person to do the whole void thing. Yeah. And we saw well, I'll let you tell the story.
1: I mean we literally so we're standing in the lobby of the Void and we're like, Oh, let's do this, it looks fun. It was like uh, the Star Wars themed one at the time, and a Rogue One themed one. A Rogue One themed one, and just that morning we had been to the uh, live action panel at D twenty three, and like Diego Luna was on stage um, talking about I don't know something or other.
0: The Disney Plus show. What was the, there's a the, Disney there's a Disney Plus show with him and K two S O.
1: Yes, what's his character's name? That's what I'm trying to remember. Oh, not Moff uh, Gideon. Uh, no, <laughs> it's like. Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. Bahasi (laughs) Mokashi. No, it's like... um, Oh my god, I don't even want to say what's in my head. Diego, Luna, Star War. Star War? God, what is his name? Cassian Endor. I was going to say Endor, but I'm like, that's the planet. But, okay, Cassian Endor. Um, What a fake fan. I am, maybe I am. Anyway, so we're standing in the lobby. After just having seen him on stage... And I think I see him in the lobby there. he's like standing, like talking to staff, and there's like a kid with him. I wasn't sure if it's his kid or something. Um, but he's standing, and I'm like, so the the staff guy's like setting us up with the VR, telling us how it works, and trying to like, you know, ask us all these questions because they're gonna suffer motion sickness, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, excuse me, is that Diego Luna? And he's like, I don't know, I'm gonna go ask. But like he obviously knew it was him. And I think he went to ask to be like, Is it okay if I tell these people who you are? This kind of thing. So he comes back and he's like, Yeah, that's him. And I'm like can we get a picture with him? So we go, obviously. And he was like trying not to attract attention because he was very obviously like wearing a hat and glasses to try to disguise himself. But I clocked him, but um, we got a picture with him. And then lo and behold, we enter the pre-show for the VR thing and he is in the pre-show. And I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. So it was such an awesome experience. Like first time doing the void, we meet Diego Luna, who's like the star of the show and we get in and we're like all losing our minds because of like, I don't know. It's such a, I don't think we ever talked about it on the show or maybe we did, but this was like a million episodes ago. But you go in and it's like, it's a real space VR. So they have like little cameras in the corners and you're, you're, we're all, you know, in our, we have VR goggles on, but we can see each other in VR and we're all stormtroopers. And you can like, if you hold your hand in real life in front of you and like move your fingers, your fingers in your like stormtrooper gloves move. It was like so beyond anything I'd ever expected or experienced. And like you go and you press buttons, you can physically feel the buttons because they built the set specifically for that experience and it was like i remember one at one point where like on a floating platform going over like lava and my legs were like genuinely shaking i'm like we're gonna fall in the lava like it was so insanely realistic and like didn't give you really motion sickness because you're actually moving in real space um as you're in the vr world so i don't know it was amazing and then we tried to do one for avengers and then i didn't realize that it was going to sell out because they came to new york later on Um, And I didn't realize that we had to, like, book in advance, so that day we actually tried to go, and then it was like, oh, you didn't book in advance? And I was like, oh, well, rest in pieces.
0: And now we'll never get to do it. (laughs) We'll never get to try it now, so thanks, Ahmed, for absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. Yes, that was a very, very cool experience, and one that I was, like, I was legitimately shocked by. Like you said, you walked over the floating platform, or you were on the floating platform, and it moved, and you were legitimately scared to, like, take a step left or right because you'd fall off. Yes. So very very cool stuff. Very unfortunate that they've gone under, but also not surprising at all, uh, with the current climate of everything. So
1: yeah, it's very much the opposite of social distancing, and <laughs> there's like no way to sanitize Quite any literally. of that stuff. And then with with Disney abandoning or, or like withdrawing the rights to its intellectual property, a lot of their most popular things were Disney things like Star Wars, Avengers. They had a Wreck It Ralph one, I think. I don't know yeah. if any of like. Obviously, at other locations, they had, like, their own in-house stuff they did build, but I don't think... Like, the Star Wars one was uh, helped built by X Lab, who does, like, Industrial Light and Magic, who does, like, actual special effects for the movies, and, you know, they're very smart and very talented. Um, I can't <laughs> they
0: assume... They are very smart. <laughs> it's true,
1: but I can't assume that, like, the Void's in-house stuff was nearly as good as the Star Wars one that we did, so...
0: Yeah, I'm looking up uh what other ones they did here, but I don't I don't remember any of them being there except for So they did one at a time, except for the per location.
1: Ones. Right? Yeah, cuz it's like cuz they'd have to fit, set up a physical set. I don't know, maybe like the other locations that they had cuz they have um they're not just in like Disney, they're, you know, everywhere across the United States, but um I'm assuming maybe the other locations had like two physical sets at one time, kind of like an escape room would have like multiple different sets. Set pieces or whatever, and they the to rotate them out every once in a while. But it is a yeah. uh, crazy world we live in. it makes me wonder if the escape room industry is like dead now.
0: Uh, so, kind of funny, you just did um, they just did an escape room where someone puts an iPad on their chest with a camera and you tell them what to do to get out of the escape room. And everyone was so sure them- like from home or. Yeah, I guess everybody's like on a video chat or something and like, Oh, and they, the person are... with the
1: iPad is like a staff person, like not one. Yeah,
0: there's one per correct, yeah. Got it. I Which is how that an works. interesting concept. Did they
1: say they liked it? Like was it something they would recommend?
0: Uh they did a yeah, they did a video for it. I haven't watched it, but yeah, they they seemed like they said it was pretty cool from like they they did a little uh a little pitch for it. In uh, at the beginning of one of their shows, because they just put up the the video for it, so they're like, "Yeah, it was really cool. Go check it out." And I'm like, oh, "Okay,
1: interesting. I'd be down to try something like that." I do like an escape room. There was a lot of fun, even though yeah, the escape make me feel rooms horrifically stupid.
0: But I know. So I finally found uh, the Void stuff. So the Void uh, they opened up with the Curse of the Serpent's Eye, which sounds like it was a original one. Yes. Yeah, it was written by the Void's head writer Tracy Hickman. Uh, this comes from Wikipedia. The experience was directed by CCO and Void co-founder Curtis Hickman. Um, that opened in 2015. Then Ghostbusters Dimension, uh, and it was supposed to be a tie-in with the reboot film. Uh, it was It was a, a tie-in. So, uh, marked the first Void attraction outside of Utah, blah, 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 July 2016 was updated in 2018. Okay, Star Wars, Secrets of the Empire, first opened in 2017. That's one that we did. Yeah, Nicodemus, Demon of Vanishment, collaboration with video game when? studio Ninja Theory. Oh, uh, interesting. It's a, a horror experience set shortly after the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, where a demon had been, had been unleashed after an accident in an electro-spiritualism exhibit. Based on a story by Curtis Hickman, again, the experience script was written by Tracy Hickman. Okay, so that was another original one it sounded like. And then Ralph Breaks VR opened in 2018, uh, and Avengers Damage Control opened in 2019, and then Jumanji: Reverse the Curse, which was a tie-in to Jumanji: The Next Level, opened up in 2019 as well.
1: Okay, so they had a few other
0: properties besides Disney, but I think I would say the biggest ones go. were definitely the Avengers and Star Wars ones. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, I don't. Know, I guess I. I don't. I'm not sure if they ever did the Disney ones outside of the Downtown Disney slash Disney Springs locations. I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, obviously, the I'm Avengers fairly, one was available in New York, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting stuff, but yeah. very sexy next one is, and hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, some form of it, if not the void, another company picks up where they left off once you know, COVID is under control in hopefully the near future. Right.
0: Right, I agree, it's very sad. This next one is wild. It really is. I kind of had no idea like the extent of this. <laughs> it was like reading It's it funny cuz it. I sent you a little I sent you a little article with like a tidbit of this, not as far as this, but anyway. I'm pretty sure the article you sent was the the polygon one, the first one. Uh yeah, but it's like I, what I grabbed from it. Anyway, let's jump right into it. Yeah. So there was a huge ransomware attack on Capcom and a lot of stuff leaked out. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of shit here. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a big one. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we don't endorse ty- these types of attacks. I mean, I think it's crazy. I think it's even crazier that they leaked out all of this stuff. Um, presumably because they didn't pay or whatever it was. But yeah. I-, I mean, I just cannot even imagine running in, running a company like this and then having a ransomware virus like take out years of work. I mean, there are. They're looking at... I mean, we'll get down to it in a second, but we're looking at all the way up to fiscal year 2024 titles. That's four years from now. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Um, all right, well, I guess let's jump right into it. Yep. So Polygon started with an article uh, and, and said Capcom's plans... For new games, including Resident Evil Village's launch, plus the source code of some games and other corporate financial secrets were leaked overnight Sunday by a ransomware attack that began on November 2nd. The company confirmed the attack, but not the leaked details in a news release on Monday morning, warning that the personal information of as many as 350,000 persons have been compromised. This potentially includes information for both customers, shareholders, and employees. A copy of the ransom note Capcom received was posted to Reset Era. A group called Ragnar Locker claimed responsibility. The BBC reported that Ragnar Locker's dark web page, where the trove of information was dumped, uh, indicated that Capcom had refused to pay the ransom. There you go. Yeah, you can assume uh, that the ransom
1: was probably like $500 some million. Egregious, dollars, so like, yeah, yeah,
0: some yeah. egregious amount of money.
1: And no lawyer is ever going to tell you, yeah, just pay the ransom. Like, you never pay the ransom. You'd right. figure out how to take them down, but I guess right. they didn't
0: figure out how to take them down in time. I, I guess so. So... I guess what came out of the Ransom Leaks, uh, Resident Evil Village is planned for an April 2021 launch. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is also slated for June 2021 on Nintendo Switch and will launch on PC as well. There's also a Battle Royale-type player, multi- uh, Resident Evil, on the way, according to leaked information. An Ace Attorney Collection, which I presumably is a... Um the sequel games, so like Apollo Justice, Miles Edgeworth, some of the other ones that didn't come out in the original sequel, an Ace Attorney collection for PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch said to be in the works, and Monster Hunter Rise will follow its March 2021 launch on Switch with an October 2021 launch on PC. Most intriguing, the hackers exposed the payments made to Capcom uh, for putting its games on certain platforms. Internal documents said that Google Stadia paid Capcom $10 million for (laughs) Resident Evil 7 and 8. Why would you ever do that? That's so ridiculous. um, they need games. And, so- and Sony paid $5 million for Capcom to make Resident Evil 7 for PlayStation VR, plus a timed exclusive on the game's DLC. Which, I don't think that's been announced yet. And I don't know why. I guess we'll see, I guess. But yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. know. Um, the leak also exposed three untitled projects that are underway, but few of their details. So, Guillotine is one of them expected for Switch in February, and other platforms in May. Raiwa... Uh, which the platforms are unknown in May and shield a multiplayer shooter aimed at streaming players. So what's weird and we don't go too much into it with some of the I mean, I don't think we need to, but they actually went into the details too on how they're going to use streamers to their benefit kind of like with some of these games that they that they're t- like so you see the marketing aspects behind Capcom, yeah. which is pretty crazy.
1: I mean, I don't doubt that other companies do that as well, right? They're like, how streaming-friendly is this game? Because streaming is very, I don't know, like, it's free advertisement, essentially. Like, they don't have to do anything. They just launch the game, and suddenly all these people are playing it, and you're like, ooh, I want to play it too, kind of like Valorant. Like, Mm -hmm. that was literally the whole marketing stunt behind Valorant, was give it to a bunch of streamers and have them play it before we even announce that the game is happening.
0: Right, Um, and Valorant took the same page out of Apex's book where Apex was like hey we hear there's a game coming from the Titanfall developers um hey keep your eyes out it's free to play hey 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 and then all of a sudden streamers are streaming Apex Legends like yeah hey the game's real I'm streaming it right now it's like whoa 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 yeah so
1: and you're like when did this even happen I didn't even hear about this game at all so it's a very interesting marketing strategy and I guess that shield that leaked title is presumably down that path right but yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's it's crazy, and then I guess th- this part is even crazier. Where IGN started going into a little bit more of it too, and said as more information from the leaked data pa- data packages packages <laughs> uh, continue to trickle out, Capcom's alleged game development plans for the next four years appear to have made their way online. The schedule includes a mix of sequels and remakes. Uh, While well, users are only listed under... You mean others? Uh, well, others? Others, yes. Others are only listed under their code names. Here's a list of the biggest names inside uh, listed in the purported schedule. So Resident Evil Outbreak, uh, Q4, Physical Year 21. Uh, Dragon's Dogma 2, Q2, Physical Year 2022. Street Fighter 6, not really a surprise on that one. Q3, Physical Year 2022. Uh, Mega Man Match, uh, Q3, Physical Year 2022. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake, also heavily rumored, not surprising. Ooh. Q4 fiscal year 2022. Uh, Monster Hunter 6, also not out of their own possibility. Uh, Q2 fiscal year 2023. Biohazard Apocalypse, Q3 fiscal year 2023. SSF 6, which is probably Super Street Fighter 6, uh, Q4 fiscal year 2023. Um, roughly about a year after Street Fighter 6 comes out. Final Fight Remake, Q2 fiscal year 2024. Power Stone remake, Q3, fiscal year 2024. Ultra Street Fighter 6, uh Q4, fiscal year 2024. Is that normal? Resident do they always
1: do, like, super and ultra?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. There's, like, four versions of Street Fighter as they come out. That's wild. Um, okay. And then Resident Evil Hank, which is likely Hunk, Q4, t- fiscal year 2024. Does that mean I like, don't know what that means. Is,
1: I'm assuming it's a code name for, like, the next Resident Evil, like, after 8, like, Resident Evil 9, essentially, I think. That's what that
0: is. I guess so. I guess so. I I, I don't know. Uh, and then there's some part here that says sources confirmed to IGN that some of the games included in the list are legitimate, including Dragon's Dogma Two and Street Fighter Six, but could potentially be out of date. Many other games revealed in the leak are listed under code names. Not surprising. I mean, there's nothing really here that jumps out. These are all pretty safe remakes and safe uh, sequels. So yeah. Final Fight remake that's kind of interesting, um, but with uh, the, the main character uh, Terry being in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is not entirely out of their own possibility. Yeah.
1: I think uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake is a kind of a no-brainer at this point with how successful Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remakes have been. Um, even though Resident Evil 4 Remake is... I don't know if it's necessary to have a remake other than besides like a remaster, because the game mechanic was already kind of modernized to how the Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remakes play. Um, so I guess we'll see how that pans out. I'm assuming maybe they'll upgrade
0: some stuff. But... Um, I yeah. would probably play a Resident Evil 4 remake. I enjoyed Resident Evil 4. I actually beat that game on Wii. I think that's probably the most beloved Resident Evil game um,
1: in general. Like, it's been... Yeah. I remember when it was GameCube exclusive, and it was like only on GameCube, and then it was released on every subsequent platform since.
0: Like, It has literally say. been released on every platform. It's been released on, I think, everything. PS2 like, and Xbox. Well, no. It was released never released on, on Xbox. Wii,
1: and then it got released on, I'm pretty sure, like, PC and... Maybe PS3 and Xbox 360? I don't know. It was
0: definitely, uh, I think it may have been like a digital only title. Maybe.
1: But it's definitely available
0: like anywhere. It is. It's a very good game. It's
1: popular for a reason.
0: Oh that, yeah, for sure. We have that merchant man. What are you buying? Lives in my head. Oh my god. Rent free. <laughs> He's always here. Always watching. Yes.
1: Um, But yeah, I guess the Capcom are still on suffering from this attack. Like, I don't think it's over yet. So there may be more leaks that we might talk about next week. But I can't imagine what else could possibly be leaked that's any more interesting than what we've already covered. I think more so it's, like, the financial stuff that's very interesting. Like, the fact that Google paid them $10 million for Resident Evil 7 and 8. It's like, I didn't realize... I didn't realize that that's how expensive those deals were. It's very eye-opening.
0: For, wait, for Resident Evil 7 and 8, though, so just so I'm clear, Resident Evil... Okay, I'm thinking of the wrong games. In my head, I thought of 5 and 6 as 7 and 8, but yes, okay, no. so 7 yeah. is the one in the house, and 8 is Village, presumably. Okay. Yes. Yep. Never mind. Never mind, never mind. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, that, maybe that's not a bad deal. I guess. I don't know how, how
1: much things are supposed to be. I thought that, I thought that the publisher itself just was like we're going to release a new system and they were like
0: okay i didn't realize they had to pay for it i don't know maybe well with, with stadia with stadia as we kicked off the episode who has <laughs> to beg everybody to use it so that's true
1: they're like please develop for our system and they're like oh do we have to okay i feel like stadia kind of shot itself in a foot by being not based on pc architecture they're like let's make a custom new console that developers also have to develop for like what if you just put a bunch of PCs in a data server, like I don't, or in a, whatever it's called, data center. Like, I don't think, I feel like they would be much more inclined to 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 do it because it would be such an easier port. Like, yeah, of course we'll be on Stadia. We'd literally just have to copy paste the code from PC release. Like, I don't know.
0: Maybe I'm naive. I, I would like somebody to go back to the original podcast when Stadia was announced and hear immense extreme optimism about how great of an idea it was <laughs> to make was custom so architecture.
1: Hyped. I was so hyped how naive I was back in the day, we're all naive. Anyways, um, speaking of companies being in, I don't know, ransomware, hostage situations, um, Ubisoft Montreal had a bit of a scare last week, I believe it was, it I don't it feels, it feels like this was like a month ago but it was literally just last week. Um, so staffers at Ubisoft Montreal were like barricaded on the roof and escorted out by police and there was a whole thing on Twitter, people were like, there's a hostage situation, everyone's freaking out and hoping that everyone was safe apparently I just learned right now because I was like I wonder what happened with that because it kind of died out it was all a hoax (laughs) Um, so this one comes from Ars Technica Uh, they updated this uh, as of November 13th 911 call call that said the police response in motion was a hoax the CBC reports Montreal police uh, confirmed only that the police operation is over with no threats detected and no injuries reported an investigation will follow to shed light on the call behind this important police force deployment uh, it was crazy. It was like helicopters and whatnot and everyone was trying to make sure everyone's safe and it turns out that nothing was happening. So obviously we're all happy that they are safe that there was no one harmed and that this was all just a hoax but also like what kind of fucking hoax? Like why would you do that? Right. I That's mean who insane. who
0: went through and did that? I mean I don't know. Maybe it came from a disgruntled employee on the inside. I don't know. I don't know. People suck. That's the bottom line because it was super scary. I mean it was really scary. There were people yeah. with like Assault rifles, not people, cops, yeah. um, sitting, you know, standing by, like, ready to shoot. I, I mean, I, I don't know.
1: Like, that must be a terrifying situation to be in as an employee that's just right. trying to get their work done. And you're like, well, now I'm on the roof, and I don't know if I'm going to live. So, like, right, what a terrifying experience. So, I'm glad that everyone's okay, and that was just a
0: hoax. But, like, what the hell? <laughs> Could have picked know. a better or... thing. Just pull the fire alarm. Like, come on. Right. And everybody goes outside, let the fire truck come. <sighs> I don't know, I don't know. What a What a crazy time. Truly, truly, truly. Um, Do you want to take this next one? Sure. I I briefly saw this, and I kind of just rolled my eyes. I'm so sick of these articles, to be honest with you. But um, Bethesda games will be first and best on Xbox platforms. Not necessarily exclusive. This one comes from IGN. Uh, Microsoft continues to field questions about the future of Bethesda and Bethesda games on other platforms. After his blockbuster acquisition of Zenimax, Uh, uh, (laughs) Xbox CFO... Uh, Tim Stewart spoke at the Jeffries Interactive Entertainment virtual conference last week as transcribed by Seeking Alpha and gave more details about the company's plans for Bethesda and Zenimax games and cross platform saying what we'll do in the long run is we don't have it. we do it in the lo- what we'll do in the long run is we don't have intentions of just pulling all the Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise Stewart says but what we want is what we want what we want is <laughs> Why I is can't read this so weird but what we want is we want that content. Okay, some this person can't speak. Yeah, uh, hello, Tim Stewart. You need. I uh, <laughs> think may have been translated, so it was transcribed by Seeking Alpha. Maybe Seeking Alpha didn't do a good job. Yeah. But what we want is we want that content in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. We will want Bethesda content to show up as the show up the. The best as on our platforms. Anyways. It's literally
1: transcribed from audio. This man cannot speak, I guess.
0: Uh, Stuart was clear. That, hey, what was he clear? Uh, that his <laughs> statements aren't meant to announce pulling content from other platforms, but says the audiences will see Xbox quote continue to see us shift towards a first or better or best approach on our platforms. Whatever. I mean, okay. I mean, it's Understood. good.
1: Because Bethesda games are hugely popular in general. So it's, it's good that they're not suddenly just going to be Xbox exclusive. So I thought it was good news.
0: Right, no, it's it's certainly good news. I guess what I'm tired of is it's like okay. Uh Insomniac. Insomniac made Sunset Overdrive for Xbox, right? Then okay, they got bought up by Sony. Is Spider-Man coming to 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 Xbox? No, it's not. Uh, presumably for a number of reasons. So Yeah, they're officially if, PS Studios now, I think, right? Right. It's a PlayStation Studio. Yes. So eventually down the line, there will come a time where maybe it's like a a spin-off of Elder Scrolls or maybe it's the next Elder Scrolls after uh what is it? Six, seven?
1: What's uh
0: Skyrim is five, so the next one's six. Yeah, six. So maybe Elder Scrolls seven is exclusive to Xbox. I mean, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Money talks, people, you know, companies are buying all these uh, you know, little develop not little and big developers, and things are gonna happen. I mean, you know, so whatever. I I I think it is good news that they will be They'll have certain attributes to the Xbox platforms that are more exclusive, the same way that Sony goes through and and pays Activision to get exclusive Call of Duty maps. I, you know, it's perfectly appropriate. I, I I don't know. Well, it's not perfectly appropriate, but that's the, the landscape that we're in. So when Microsoft starts to swing their bat and and hit the ball, you know, don't complain if they're playing by the same rules as Sony is and some of these other uh, companies. Yeah.
1: So I don't know. I assume Microsoft is always going to play the nice guy card and be like, see, we're nice. We keep on doing these things and maybe try to convince Sony rather than going playing hardball. But
0: right. The future right, it's is in their best unknown. interest. I mean, think about it, right? Why wouldn't you want like doom is coming to switch? It's still not on switch yet, but it's coming to switch. Why? Because there's an audience of people that only have a switch and they don't have a PS five or a PS four or an Xbox of any family generation. They just have a switch. And you know what? I guarantee you that Skyrim on Switch sold pretty freaking well because there's people that are like, oh, I like Skyrim. I don't have anything else that can play this game. I realize it's a you know umpteen-old game, umpteen-year-old game, but there are people out there that's their only method of playing that game. There are so people that actively play, play
1: Skyrim to this day. Like, that game is endless. Like, there are so many mods and things and different ways to play the game. You can play that game ten different times and have a completely different experience based on, like, what factions you join, what skills you level up. Like, it's such a crazy... Like, that's how... Th- I don't know. Like, I remember my coworker was like, yeah, I have like 800 hours in Skyrim. I'm like, what? I mean, granted, I have 500 hours in Overwatch, so I can't say anything. But I don't know. I feel like Skyrim is a
0: very anti-social game. Like, it's a single-player game. But right. I don't know. Right. It is. And, yeah, but the point I was making is just that it's... It I'm would sorry. be silly for Microsoft not to release a game like that on... a a nintendo or sony console because you're going to get more people playing it yes and more people playing it means more more copies are sold which means more money in your pocket so yes um anyway all of that to say here we are the xbox series x and the s have launched uh and now we're officially in our next gen impressions here we are 44 (laughs) minutes on the dot (laughs) what did you say about that I was waiting so we can be like, listen, people, jump to 44 minutes, and here we are. Do you realize 15... that when I
1: put the intro in, everything gets pushed back by five Shut seconds? Shut up. It doesn't matter. Okay.
0: 40... Five and a half seconds, if you will. That's fine. <laughs> 43 minutes and 15 seconds, and they get like a 10-second coffee break. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So the X and the S have launched. I do have an X. Uh, I, I bought it on Tuesday morning, went to Best Buy, uh, sat in my car, hit my little button, said I'm here. They said, hello, Paul. Here's your Xbox Series X threw it into my car, wonderful, everything is Um, (laughs) hunky-dory. Sorry, wait a second, that was my PlayStation. My Xbox came in the mail through Microsoft Store. Anyways, I'm tired, (laughs) if you couldn't tell. So, it came in, uh, yeah, but the experience with the PlayStation, also super easy. I literally just hit the button, uh, and they brought it out to me, brought out my games, put it in my car, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Microsoft Store delivered my Xbox, uh, you know, before the workday was over, so I was able to get, and I actually did a live unboxing, which you can go to twitch.tv slash what the to see, which also that felt like a year ago. So unbox my series X, very nice piece of hardware. Um, the holes on the top are a little like weird in the sense that they look weird, but otherwise the system is super, super fast. I mean, it is really fast. The dashboard is super fast. Obviously we talked about this last time. It's optimized. It's just the Xbox one dashboard optimized for series X still incredibly, incredibly fast. Um, so I played a couple things. What did I play? I played, um, I played Fortnite with Logan at one point on uh, Series X to see how it looked. I mean, it looks great. It's it's Fortnite, so you can only expect so much from like a cartoony looking game. But uh, it looked really good. It, the, you know, there's ray tracing and everything that looks great. <coughs> um, I played Tetris Effect Connected, uh, which is a lot of fun, and it's included on Game Pass because I ho- obviously have it for PlayStation VR. Um, slash PlayStation 4, but the connected part, the multiplayer aspect is exclusive to the Xbox version right now. I think it's coming to PS4. We talked about this some time ago, I think like in six months or something, or earlier next year. So anyway, uh, the online aspect is super fun. Um, I was able to play Logan and whoop his ass uh, in Tetris. So that oh, was Oh, it's not fun. just like
1: randomized matches? You can
0: actually like verse specific people? Right, yeah. You can do, you can do by friends. You can do, um randomized there's a there's actually like it's very interesting I and I didn't get a chance to try it out because it wasn't working it was kind of glitchy on the first couple days um but it's actually I think it's called connected mode where it actually is three people like you're sending lines to like a boss battle it was very very interesting looking I haven't had a chance to play it um but yeah so I, I need to jump back more into that um, and it a whirl. the way I'm about to install this on PC
1: so that we can play multiplayer and I can kick your ass in Tetris, I can't wait.
0: I, I will actually <laughs> kick your ass
1: without a doubt. Okay, so. that is okay. I was watching you on your stream, so after the unboxing, Paul was like, Let's boot up some games inside to Twitch stream directly from the Xbox. And I was playing Tetris, and the amount of gaps that man left, <laughs> it was gen. I was like screaming in the Twitch chat, <laughs> I was getting so mad at you.
0: All right, tomorrow night, 8 p.m., I'll okay. kick your ass. I'm in,
1: I'm literally downloading a downloading it right now actually it's probably a bad idea so i don't lose bandwidth <laughs> while
0: we're recording but i will download yes it. tomorrow night 8 p.m be there watch a minute get slaughtered on stream mm-hmm. perfect great um <laughs> anyways loser we'll play lose, Tetris. loser has to DoorDash food to the other person's house Ooh. okay all right i don't know if we need shake to shake it, it we can figure out something no we can we do figure that. out something that sounds great no we, We'll do like a. uh, We'll do. We'll make. We'll raise the stakes. Paul's like, wait, I don't want to lose. Raise the stakes. Oh, to what? No, we can. We'll do like an Amazon gift card or something. Hmm. Because I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm not trying to eat shit food. So I can um, door dash you healthy food. I don't know if there's any healthy options. Imagine a wilted ass salad coming to my door. (laughs) You can get like sushi. Hmm. That's healthy. True. It is. All right. So as I was saying, I also booted up Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That was actually the first game I booted up on Series X. And that game is running in. 4k 120 and it looks absolutely gorgeous i mean absolutely gorgeous so uh, i think i shared this on one of the one of the previous episodes but i did get a new tv at the peer pressure of ahmed um <laughs> and it's a 75 inch vizio and it's uh you know very very fancy and it can do 120 hertz on uh, on two of the ports so i've got playstation and x- xbox uh series x both hooked up to it uh it is buggy it is not perfect. Um, but I did get Ori in the Wild was playing in 4K 120 and it is super super nice. I mean, the, mean the 4K the variable refresh rate is buggy or Ori is buggy. No, uh, it, the variable refresh rate is buggy. So uh, yeah. it, and I I can't get it working on PS5. It's it's just it's a mess. So I guess my TV probably needs a firmware update, which I have to look into more this weekend because I haven't uh, followed up to see if we've gotten anywhere with that. We as invizio so. Anyway, it, it is what it is. It's the future. Um, oh, yeah, it's the future. The future is, is painful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of games to play. I bought uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have to get into that this weekend. I am not going to lie, and we'll talk about this shortly. I have been neck deep in PlayStation 5 and very, very engulfed in what PS5 has to offer. And Miles Morales will talk about that shortly. So a couple things here. People are vaping directly into their Xbox Series Xs because... I guess they enjoy throwing money out the window. So I don't <laughs> understand why people are doing this.
1: It was a hoax. So like when it first came out, people were like, yo, my Xbox series X is like smoke's coming out. What's going on. But people were literally just turns out they were just vaping into the bottom of it, the air intake and all the smoke immediately comes out the top and it looks like it's on fire. So right. Right. People are no, starting drama.
0: Yeah. For I, no I don't reason. know why people were doing that. Um, and then another interesting aspect here is it uh, looks like shortages could go into 2021. So, uh, this one comes from IGN. The man that can't speak, Tim Stewart, Microsoft CEO. Uh, <laughs> CFO. I, I, oh, no. This is also transcribed by Seeking Alpha. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Tim Stewart has said that the company expects shortages of Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S to continue through the first quarter of 2021. Speaking once again at the same conference, I'm not even going to say it again. Uh, Stewart was asked about resupplying after Xbox Series Pure sold out and explained that demand is huge right now, adding, quite, uh, quote, frankly, gaming is just exploding. Rightfully so. We're in a lockdown. Uh, The upshot appears to be that supply won't be able to truly meet demand for some time yet. Cool. I think we'll see we'll continue to see supply shortages as we head into the post-holiday quarter. So Microsoft's third quarter, calendar Q1, the period ending March 31st, 2021, said Stewart. And then when we get to Microsoft's Q4, April to June 2021, all of our supply chain continuing to go full speed, heading into kind of the pre-summer months. So... Hey, look, next gen is hot. Next gen is uh, everybody's losing their minds over it. It's good stuff. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. It's good stuff. The systems are buggy. They are not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Xbox Series X has been crashing as well uh, as PS5. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, I, know I was trying to see people... if there were any
1: major issues with Xbox Series X, but I couldn't really find anything.
0: In some of the group chats I'm, I'm in um, online, there are a few people that have uh, noted that some games specifically have been crashing. So, Interesting. Yeah. But I am super excited to get into this because I really like the D-pad on the new Series X controller. Um, and I am super excited. I downloaded, I don't know, I downloaded a bunch of games. Actually, I took a picture the other night because, um, oh, anyways, speaking, going back to what I was saying before. This one comes from IGN, hot off the presses. Doom Eternal on Nintendo Switch has not been canceled, but is now a digital-only release. So it was supposed to release physically. Um, I I did, I mean, Game Pass is just insane. When you look at what's on Game Pass, and I've said this once before, say it again, it is insane. All the Kingdom Hearts games on Game Pass. I mean, there is just so much stuff on Game Pass. Everybody needs to get Game Pass and play games. Game Pass is truly Um,
1: the best, single best deal in games at all like if even if you just have a pc game pass for pc has so many games if you just decide to get if you just have an android phone game
0: pass is still an excellent deal like it's insane i mean it's, it's totally crazy. totally insane yeah it is totally insane so um i downloaded doom eternal on game pass excited to try that the new next gen update isn't out yet uh gears 5 i've got to get into i've been wanting to play that for a while now download a halo the Mass chief collection Ahmed says we're playing that this weekend sounds great are we uh, okay Yep, we are. There's crossplay now. Uh there's cross play now, so there's no excuse for Ahmed. He can play it on his fancy Smash PC and with all of his uh, high definition graphics. Um yes. what else did I download? No Man's Sky, Outer Worlds, um, Witcher 3, Yakuza Zero, because so I want to try Yakuza. But like all, all these games are on Game Pass, except for Assassin's Creed, Fortnite, and Halo. And, no, Halo is actually, I just happen to own it. So like it's just a, it's just totally insane. There's just so many games on Game Pass, um, but yeah. Anyway, I digress. The the system is super nice. It's a very nice uh, size. It's a beautifully crafted machine, even though it looks like a little mini computer. I mean, it just a lot of thought uh, went into it. And the Xbox Series S, I have not held one, but the pictures online, I mean, it looks small. Like have you, oh, you haven't seen one in real life at all. I accidentally ordered – I ordered an X and an S because I was, like, teetering on the idea of getting an S because it was, like, I would played everything on Game Pass anyway. Uh, And then I decided against it because I got the new TV. So it still shipped to me from Microsoft Store. I just have to return it now. But the box is hella small. Yeah, Um, I saw one.
1: So I went to uh, Best Buy to pick up Miles Morales. And I was like, oh, let me just peruse and see what the displays look like downstairs or whatever because Best Buy is two levels. So I went downstairs. And they didn't have anything for PS5, like, in terms of uh, setup or a demo station or anything. Um, They didn't really have a demo station for Xbox either, but they kind of had them lined up. You know in Best Buy where they have, like, all of, like, the smartwatches or, like, speakers or mice and keyboards and just, like, those little displays? They just had the Xboxes lined up on one of those displays, and I was like, this is interesting. But I saw the S, and I'm like, holy shit, it is that small. Like, I remember someone's hand next to it, and I was like, that looks Photoshop. Like, it's perspective. Their hand is close to the camera or something. It is genuinely tiny. Like, it's pocket-sized a little bit.
0: Which is crazy because it's almost like that becomes their, their X Cloud box to some extent. But yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I think Microsoft is in a very good position with the amount of content on Game Pass. It's just insane how much stuff is on Game Pass. And we talked a little bit about it last time as we rattled off every single game. But don't forget that all the EA Access stuff, or now EA Play, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is on there. I mean, it's just there's so oh, many yeah. games. I forgot that happened between last, between last episode and now right just so many games so many games so if uh like i mean even if you're not into gaming 300 bucks for a series s and a year subscription to game pass just to pass the time as you know the world continues to kind of you know go crazy with the pandemic and everything and, and we try to catch our feet um and stand up straight and and get through this and you know get back to some normalcy so anyway so that's enough on xbox series x hopefully i have some more uh, feedback next week. Hope I'm really hoping to play um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla mainly this weekend, uh, and then maybe a metal play uh, Halo with us and and grace us with his presence. We'll see. Stay tuned there. But yeah, overall first impressions really really snappy console, very uh, very well made. I'm as we get into the Black Friday, <laughs> I'll call it this Black Friday season. Essentially the holiday shopping season. Deals are starting to go up starting Monday, I guess, which the Xbox Live deals started to go up. But I am more inclined now than ever to buy stuff digitally with stuff like Quick Resume. I can't Quick Resume on Xbox with discs. I can only put one disc in at a time. So uh, I'm here for it. Welcome to the future. I'm still pissed that digital stuff seems to be still more expensive than uh, physical stuff, which drives me crazy. But aside from that. I had uh,
1: as if you remember last episode I had like a dilemma about whether to purchase Miles Morales digitally or physically. I did end up getting it physically just because I feel like for for big AAA games like that, they deserve a physical copy because I'm not going to necessarily be switching, you know, back and forth between them whereas if it was like a platformer like um I don't know, uh, Crash or Spyro or Um, anything small like that, then those I think deserve into jewelry, so I did did end up getting it physically, if anyone was curious at all but anyways, PlayStation 5, launch happened Um, I almost had a scare, because Best Buy was like your order will be delivered on Monday, and I was like Monday? I'll die on Monday Um, I got it on launch today everything was fine, and it is ginormous it is huge, it is heavy as hell I literally broke a sweat carrying up the stairs I broke a sweat setting it up live on Twitch like my forehead was like glistening Um, it is ginormous. Uh, setup was pretty painless though. It is very pretty. I love the startup sound. Um, it's like, I don't know, very reminiscent of the old school, very dramatic, um, like the PlayStation one, PlayStation two setups. Um, and I don't know. I love it. I think it's a great console. I still think it looks kind of ugly, but I don't know. Maybe it's growing on me. Who knows?
0: Um, but yeah, I like the design. It's grown on me. It's grown on me. I I don't know why I like the design. It is huge. I mean, it is really, really large, but I do like the design. It's like the, especially when the blue light comes on while it's on, and if you turn the lights off, and it's just the blue glow on the PlayStation, it looks really nice.
1: Glowing. It looks a little bit like the guy from Yu-Gi-Oh. What's his name? Kaiba? Anyways, so (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it, I have mine on the side so I guess maybe on the side it doesn't look as nice as. Oh yeah, on the up. side it looks terrible it looks yep. terrible on the side I can't fit it anywhere standing up, so it's fine I'll live, but um, but it's super nice so obviously uh, I also unboxed it live on Twitch so you can go watch that replay if you're interested um, but after setting everything up I played, first thing, I didn't even like touch Miles Morales for the first two days all I played was Astra's Playroom which is, uh, it says it's bundled, but it's not really pre-installed, you still have to download it, but it is free with every purchase of a PS5, so it's on your home screen, you just have to install it. Um, so I played that, and it's basically a little tech demo of the DualSense controller, but it was absolutely mind-blowing. Like, I thought this was just gonna be a tiny tech demo that I'd play for maybe 30 minutes, and be like, okay, this is cool, next. I, like, played the shit out of that thing. It was so amazingly cool, it was well, so well done, it was so nostalgic, it had all these call-outs to all the original um, PlayStation consoles and all the original PlayStation hardware, Um, like it was just amazing and the controller like genuinely blew my mind. I did not realize how cool the adaptive triggers were um, until I was like holding a bow and arrow and like I can feel the tension pulling back and I was like, this is nuts. Um, Everything about it is super cool. The haptic feedback is like the HD rumble on the switch on crack. Um, You could feel every single raindrop falling like individually throughout different points of the controller. I don't know how they do it. I'm imagining, like, there's little million little hammers and Fall Guys. I'm imagining there's a bunch of those <laughs> in the controller. Just, like, banging around. Like, it's it's just nuts. It's so, so cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know what your impressions are, if they're it any different. Really,
0: no, it really is. So it's funny because I, I got mine, like, bright and early in the morning. And right before work, I did I ended up booting up Astro's Playroom and playing a little tiny bit of it because I wanted to feel the controller. We had heard so much about the controller. And I hadn't been able to use it at all, uh, obviously, because we should read impressions. We didn't have the the hardware in hand. So I wanted to try the controller. I booted up Astro's Playroom. And like you said, it is just... I mean, talk about... Like, that is the Wii Sports of this generation. We didn't have a Wii Sports last generation, but this is the Wii Sports of this generation. I mean, that game... That is a full-fledged game. If, you know, young Paul that, you know, gets a new system, that would have kept me content for some time. I mean, between that and Miles Morales... I would have been fine for a while. I mean, Asher's playroom is just—it's yeah, it's it's a tech demo, but it's still—it was still a platformer. I mean, it, yeah, and it's, it's still deep. There's uh,
1: challenge. It's not like it wasn't a simple like. It, it was hard. To beat. Yeah.
0: It was definitely hard. Yeah, because uh, I gave the control to Lauren. I'm like, here, you got to try this. You got to feel the rumble. You got to feel like the raindrops hitting the umbrella and stuff like that. And. She got to a couple parts where she just, like, kept dying. And she's like, Paul, I'm, I'm tired of this. Like, I'm I'm fed up. And yeah. that is the one thing I would say. The only bad thing about Asher's Playroom is that there are going to be some parents that have no idea how to beat some of these levels. And they get stuck and their kids are pissed off. So, yeah. But controller overall is super, super nice. I mean, it is, like, it is truly the next-gen DualShock 4. Like, it's it feels better in your hands. It's got a little bit more weight to it. It's got a little bit more... Uh, girth to it I mean it's just yeah I, yeah. I really like it and then the haptics and the, and the adaptive triggers are just incredible I mean you know I look at and we talked a little bit about this um, I guess over last weekend or whenever we were playing the games but um, you look at like the Xbox controller versus the DualSense and the Xbox controller hasn't done that much different it's been largely the same um, pretty much since the beginning of time I mean they've added some uh, textures to make it grippier and stuff but the DualShock has continued to change, and I mean, DualShock 4 added the touchpad in, it added the light bar, and then now you talk about the DualSense. It still has the touchpad, which everyone thought the touchpad was going away, and here it is again, um, still there. In addition to all these other, you know, gyroscope uh, controls and and you know all the other stuff, the HD Rumble, or whatever you want to call it, the haptic triggers. I still think is the biggest game changer
1: yeah the haptic triggers are like genuinely make every game feel so much better specifically like we played Call of Duty briefly um, some zombies and we were mad at it because I walked out and my roommate was on like level round 35 and I was like cool cool we only made it to 10 oh my god <laughs> so but yeah it, it just makes every like gun you can feel the tension you can feel it rumbling Paul posted a video on our Twitter of it like shaking when you were doing the, the rockets I think in Astro's playroom like it's yeah, so cool
0: it I, is. It is super cool. And I saw that video a couple of days before PS Five launched officially, and I'm like, whatever. I don't want to see this. Like, this is probably just like some sort of tech demo somewhere. And then I was like, when I felt the gun, the little blaster shooting at the little pellets or the little balls. I was yeah. Like, Wait a second. That's exactly what it was. But the way it was making my finger like move so much. I'm like, holy crap. This is wild. I I still think that was the most wild implementation of the Dual Sense in all of Astro's Playroom.
1: Yeah. That whole bit with like the rocket thing that you have to like use both triggers to steal around was awesome um it's i just think it's funny that they keep including the gyro because i feel like no games ever utilize it. like the last of us utilized it when you like hit the flashlight thing but i don't know i feel like no other games utilize it besides their tech demos but yeah
0: like, i don't know yeah I, yeah i don't it's it's one of those things where i feel like it's probably so cheap for them to just keep in there for the option i mean it just yeah. makes sense to keep it in there um yeah, no. Astros playroom was was definitely a very pleasant surprise. I mean, a very pleasant surprise for a free packing game. I mean, they could have charged twenty bucks for that, and I yes. would have paid twenty dollars for it. Um, yes, so yes. good on them. So, what do you think of Miles Morales? Miles Morales
1: is everything I wanted and more. Without um,
0: giving spoilers, like you did, you know, to some of our friends. Spoilers about what? Just. Don't the one bit
1: about... I know, I'm in the group chat, that's literally in the Into the Spider-Verse movie. That is not a spoiler. This is a normal thing. It's like saying it Uncle Ben dies is a, a spoiler. Timeline.
0: It follows a separate timeline. Whatever.
1: You know that he's there, and you, that's just who his character is. Anyway, I won't say anymore. more. Um, Miles Morales is absolutely excellent. It is everything I wanted and more. Um, I mean, a lot of it is largely the same from the original Spider-Man game. Um, it's just improved on in every way. The original Spider-Man game was a really incredible... And this one is, you know, follows suit just the right way. Um, Miles is a great character. There's a lot of uh, great dialogue between him and Peter. Um, obviously, the story is that Peter is in Europe, so Miles has full reign of the city. He's the only Spider-Man. Um, but Peter like leaves these little hologram versions of him, uh, you know, scattered around the city for like training challenges, training training challenges and stuff. Um, so it's really good. And the story so far, I haven't beat it yet, but I'm very close. I have a feeling I'll probably beat it tonight if I stay up till like 2 in the morning. Um, but it's been, I don't know, I love these games so, so much. It's so good. It looks incredible. The ray tracing is incredible. The feeling of shooting a web with the adaptive triggers is incredible. Um, just the new enemies, the new abilities that Miles has. He has like the venom and he has camouflage now, which is awesome. Um, it just opens up so many new uh possibilities for every different combat scenario like there was one specific one where i had to do it twice because i forgot to get like one of the cash things i'm trying to get the platinum trophy so i had to do the same like uh enemy base twice and i ended up doing an entirely different approach the second time because i could and it was just
0: there's so much replayability there i think it's just so well done all right so i'm gonna be a little bit more critical than you were because uh i hear where you're coming from but this is like Heavily glorified DLC, like this is reskinned DLC, and that's fair. there's not a problem with that. I mean, it still was fifty bucks, and I think that that's a justified pr- uh, price tag because it probably be like forty bucks if this were PS4, uh, but it's fifty bucks because they want to tack on the ten dollar next gen tax. So that's okay. Um, the story, so I beat it. I uh, actually beat it tonight. So while we were cooking, yeah. So I, I got through. I got through the last three missions in like. Maybe an hour? Like, when you look at the entire mission list, the missions really fly by. Like there was one mission where I had to go like meet somebody and I killed like five guys and that was the end of the mission. I'm like, uh, okay. So are they side missions or main missions? I'm talking about main missions. So you'll you'll okay. see. You'll see once you once you go through it. Um, but they're I mean, I think the main missions are just not as beefy as as they were, I mean, and I don't remember what they were in in um in sp- the original Spider-Man game, but I just yeah, it's it's really good. I agree with you. Miles is entirely a one hundred percent better character in my opinion than Peter Parker. Really, um, I I still I I still like Peter Parker, but I think that Miles is a more genuine character, probably because we're so washed out on Peter Parker from all three, four, five. 6 7 movies. So, something like that. I yeah. just I feel like Miles I have major into the Spider-Verse 5 cuz so I don't read the comics. So, I'm thinking into the Spider-Verse. I'm thinking, okay, I know this character from that one movie and I'm enjoying my time with him. I think the game is fantastic. I just think it is a very short game. Like It is it very is, short, yeah. It is very short. There's a lot of stuff that's recycled from uh Spider-Man, which once again, it's fine. I don't know what what anyone else would think. Um for a game that they were able to get out so quickly. I mean, I remember when they initially announced uh, Miles Morales is coming this December. I mean, we freaked out. We're like, holy crap, or uh, excuse me, uh, on launch in November. We're like, holy crap, how is that even possible? I mean, how did they get it done so quick? This is how. I mean, the the base layer is Spider-Man and they just, you know, tweaked in some regular characters. Now, without you know, I do want to do a spoiler cast once you're done because yes. I think that there's, as you... And get to the end of the story it does of course set up different pieces of the future stories of Miles and Peter yeah. so um i'm very interested to see what you think uh, but overall i think it was a great game i really enjoyed it for 50 bucks i i think i got my money's worth out of it i really enjoyed it the one thing and i don't, I don't know if you consider a spoiler or not you cannot get the cat costume until after you do after you beat the game and it's like part of new game plus which really pisses me off
1: oh that okay that bothers me because I was like, when I saved the cat, when do I get the cat costume? Yes, <laughs>
0: yes. There's like two or three cat missions and I did all of them and then nothing Ugh. happened. And then like as you beat it, it's like a uh, new game plus unlocked and then there's like a picture of like Miles with the backpack with the cat in it. I'm like, oh, okay, I see.
1: I wouldn't mind playing a new game plus and not even doing any of the side mission, just doing the story again because it is a short story, I guess, because you have all your skills. Like you won't have to worry
0: about leveling up in that sense. Well, um, but so what's crazy? And once again, well, We'll probably save some of this for the spoiler cast, but I got, I I did all the challenges, like the Peter Parker challenges. I didn't Mm. do any of the extra stuff, not really that many. I did some, I got some of the caches and whatever, but I was still, like, I still got every, I got more than enough skill points to fill up every skill, except for the last one that's unlocked after you uh, beat the game. So, so those
1: little side things don't give you experience as much as they give you the activity thing. So you can unlock the suit mods and Pfizer mods and all that fun stuff.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, fine. Yeah. But yeah. So either way, the game's really great. Obviously, to launch alongside PS Five, I think it's fantastic. So, yes, um, highly recommend it. Um, moving into, I guess we got a couple more things to talk about. I know we're running extremely late here. Yeah, Bug snacks? Did you play Bug Snacks at all?
1: I have not touched bug snacks. I'm pretty much like after I beat Miles Morales, then I'll like open my eyes to other things, but I have
0: not touched bug snacks. So it's I, all you. I don't know. Like, I'd love to know what these people were on when they came up with bug snacks. Like, <laughs> they must have been on a very heavy drug. Because um, I was like picking ketchup bottles off of a bush and like, and then it grew more. That's and where then I'm they trying go. to catch hamburgers. Where do you think ketchup comes from? Yeah, I so I don't know. I, I gotta do. I gotta play more bug snacks. Honestly, just like you said, I have been playing nothing but Miles Morales, nothing but Miles Morales. Yes, because uh, I wanted to beat it. Because the same way you spoiled a little detail before, I was waiting for somebody to spoil me for the whole game. <laughs> so, oh I was like rushing to get it done. So I like, now wish done. Could just,
1: I'll, I'll say it on the pot on the spoiler cast. I'll, I won't say it here, but like it's such a minor detail. Like it's so obvious. It's like saying like Uncle Ben dies is a spoiler. Yes, we all know. Like it's happened 16
0: times at this point. Soon we're going to kill you and that's going to be a spoiler if you keep spoiling things. Good. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh Bug Snacks and then I, I bought uh Sackboy which I'm going to crack open hopefully this weekend as well and give that a shot. So I've had that sealed sitting on the on the uh next to the PlayStation because I'm like I need to beat Spider-Man first.
1: It's so like Sackboy so, would be a, something I'd buy digitally when it goes on sale. I wouldn't buy it physically, but that's just
0: me I deep down I have some regrets of not just buying everything digitally on PS5 and well Xbox I guess as well but I don't know it's like if I'm not getting it on sale why am I not buying it digitally Yeah. so there's no resale I know but exactly Eh, whatever
1: I think so specifically with the PS5 the disc drive like it's quiet in general but the disc drive is loud as hell and sometimes it'll just kick in in the middle of a game and you're like wow who's vacuuming and it's the PS5's disc drive so that's incentive to buy things digitally so that the disk drive doesn't kick in.
0: Right. It is It is loud, and it's just a hassle to switch out the disks, which I guess I forget very quickly. But yeah. Um, yeah. So um, issues. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so talk about. Yeah, It's fine.
1: So I, it's not been all, you know, flowers and roses. My PS5 did crash once. Um, once? Twice? No, Once. It crashed once and it was a pretty severe crash. Like I thought that it was bricked for a second and I was a little bit terrified. Um, so I was in the middle of, actually I was in the middle of anything. I was on the Call of Duty loading screen, just waiting because I had to like sign up for an, uh, an Activision account. So I was like trying to set up an, uh, the account on my phone or whatever so I could sign in directly instead of setting it up on the PlayStation. Um, so I'm setting up the account on my phone and all of a sudden my TV goes black. I'm like, what happened? And I look up and it literally, the PS5 just shut down. Like it went into a shutdown sequence. It like blinked orange for a little bit and then just completely turned off. No lights at all. It wasn't rest mode. So I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I'm pressing the PlayStation button on the remote and nothing's coming on. And I'm like, uh, okay, what's going on? So I go and press the power button physically on the console and it boots up, or at least it sounds like it's booting up. Like it beeps and the lights come on and everything but like there's no image on my screen. And I'm like, um, okay, this is strange. Like what is going on? Um, And I realized it wasn't the TV. It was just like, wasn't sending a video output. So I had to like hold down the power button for five seconds to like have it completely turn off and then turn it on again. And then it finally turned on. It was like, you know, it did the whole rebuilding system storage thing. Like you didn't shut down properly. And it said that there was an issue with my external storage. Um, So it turns out a lot of people with PS5s uh, have been having issues with external storage. So one of the main gripes with the system is the lack of internal storage in general. Um, there's only 600 some gigabytes of usable storage and for uh, context call of duty black ops cold war with all of its add-ons installed is approximately 133 of those gigabytes Um, so it's very tough to fit all of your games especially if you're bringing ps4 games that you have Um, and you can't run ps5 games on external storage but you can run ps4 games on external storage so I got an external drive and I plugged it in and it was working fine until that moment where it said there was an error with the external storage. I'm like, that's weird. Um, So I thought it was my drive, but then our friend Logan also had the same exact issue happen uh, shortly thereafter um, with his external drive, which is totally separate from mine. So um, it seemed like it was just a bug with the system. Um, I do remember seeing a report of someone having bricked their console with similar issues. So I was a little bit worried about that, Um, but there was a a system software update that was released a few days ago, and I haven't had the issue since, so I'm hoping that that addressed the issue um, and that there are fewer crashes in the future because that was a little t- bit terrifying. Um, I hope but, yeah. it
0: does because, I mean, I had my PS5 crashed randomly and just shut down hard as well, and I had to do something similar where I had to hold down the power button and bring it back up, but I don't have any external hard drive attached to mine.
1: Were so. you – so there's a lot of people that are saying the issue was with Spider-Man Remastered um like if you put the system into rest mode with spider-man remastered running that it would also crash was that
0: yeah no so funny story about spider-man remastered insomniac's like don't worry don't worry we'll give you the option to right from the miles morales menu like buy spider-man remastered for 20 bucks i'm like okay so i'll just wait until my save comes over um i cannot find for the life of me where the hell i'm supposed to go through that prompt and pay that money i have no idea maybe it's
1: through like the game hub not within the game itself but in the playstation 5 menu like, as DLC or something.
0: Yeah, so I don't I don't particularly care enough yet to find it. I, I'm like, okay, whatever. When the save transfer comes, I'll, I'll make an effort to find it so I can, I don't know, exactly. finish it. I agree. Um, but yeah, other than that, there hasn't been too many issues
1: in terms of bugs besides those. Um, but there have been weird issues with shipping. Uh, so <laughs> there have been this one person got a digital box, which is black. It's not like the disc box, which is white. The black box, he opens it up, and there's a disc version in it. So I don't know if maybe that was a hoax or staged or something, but apparently there are discs versions shipping in digital boxes. Additionally, there are people ordering digital versions from retailers like Amazon, Best Buy, Target, whatever, and literally receiving disc versions instead, being charged for the digital version, but receiving the disc. Um, I'm assuming that this is being attributed to like just the MASH panic, I'm assuming, like from all these and things and they're just like, whatever, put a PS5 in the box, it doesn't matter what it is, because there's probably shortages of digitals. Uh, which seems to be the case uh, based on, like, retailers being like, oh, we only have three digitals in stock and, you know, 20 discs or something. So um, very interesting that people
0: are getting disc versions, what they didn't ask for. Congratulations to them. I want to say, I mean, we talked about the stock numbers initially, like, in September when they started going for for pre-order, but I think the numbers were something like 75% more disc version than digitals, I think. So it was something ridiculous like that. So this isn't entirely surprising, like you're saying. But at the same time, who knows what Sony's doing? I mean, I don't know. I think the digital version looks so much nicer it's uh, nice. without it's the disc. It's yeah. But yeah, one day the disc version will be worth a lot of money.
1: Will it? I hope so. I mean, it's worth Probably. a lot of money now. The whole scalpers on eBay, one thousand yeah. whole U.S. dollars. Um <laughs> speaking of which <laughs> Yeah, speaking of shortages, uh this is our last bit so we can wrap up here. This one comes from TechSpot. Sony's initial production estimates for PlayStation 5 had the company shipping at least 10 million units during the holiday rush. Um everywhere that's sold out says otherwise. <laughs> Reports came out in September that indicated production has been cut around four million units, uh sparking rumors of a shortage. Sony insisted it was on track and that those rumors were unfounded. Uh, but if that's the case, why has Japan only sold 118,000 and will sell no more until next year? The consoles literally sold out in its home country and they won't get any more until January. Like, oh my it's November. That's insane. Uh, Famitsu notes uh, that Japanese retail outlets have only moved 118,000 PS5 units in the first four days from launch. The only Japanese, worst, uh, Japanese launch worse than the PS5 was the PS3 which managed less than 100,000 at launch. For reference, Sony has f- uh, sold over a million ps4 consoles within 24 hours within the u.s um and the ps2 sold more than 500,000 units on day one uh, furthermore retailers in the console's home country say they will not be getting fresh allotments until next year which is nuts i'm not people sure if that's the case for the thirsty. u.s people are
0: thirsty yeah people are thirsty for next gen I'm not even sure they know why, but they're thirsty for next gen. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know why until I held those adaptive controllers. I'm like, wow, this is truly next gen. Like, I, I feel remember like were Xbox... you talking about not wanting it. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get the PlayStation Five.
1: When did I ever say that?
0: Mm, I feel like D- that to was roll never. The tape. <laughs>
1: D- I the tape. I feel like that was never uttered by me. I was always hyped for PS Five. I was th- I did say I don't know if I'm gonna get the Xbox, and I probably will not. But. We'll I will
0: go back to my notes on Ahmed, Gooey Broccoli, and uh, observe.
1: Okay. You have fun with that.
0: <laughs> Realistically, I'm going to go to sleep
1: instead. but That's valid and understandable, considering it's almost midnight. And with that said, it is time to wrap up episode 97 of What the Funcast. Any
0: last parting words? No, we should do a spoiler cast for Miles Morales. So once Ahmed beats the game, we can do that. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be, but I know it'll our be listeners this tend to like spoiler casts. Uh so yeah I don't think we're going to do an episode next week probably with Thanksgiving and everything take the week off what I will say is and if people are interested I will post some Black Friday deals to our Discord um as they start to come up if people are interested which I know our Discord doesn't have a lot of people in it but um for those of you that are listening that may not know what our Discord is uh what is it discord.gg/ it's not slash anything because we are not
1: famous enough on Discord. It has to be like server boost three. So you have to go to our website and the Discord link is there. www.whatthefuncast.com Or just there's no need for the www. I don't know why I said that.
0: Yeah. What I meant said. Don't go to Discord.gg. <laughs> we don't like Discord anymore. Uh, <laughs> do, but yeah. So if you go there, I'll make a Black Friday channel and I'll start posting stuff up there. Uh, video game related and otherwise. And um, hopefully y'all will have a fun online shopping experience staying safe. Uh, obviously be responsible about your holiday plans, please. And, um, yeah, no, that's it. So probably no episode next week, but we'll do a spoiler cast this weekend on Miles Morales. And we'll talk through that and, um, we'll see what else comes up between now and then on what I play, what Ahmed plays, what impressions we have. And we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right. This has been Paul and Ahmed signing off. Peace.